0: Good afternoon and welcome to the Wednesday edition of the Manitoba Farm Journal. I'm your host, Corey Canute. Coming up this afternoon, we'll have details on the latest Protein Industries Canada project. Also, Glenda Lee-Allen Vosser will have details on a Beef Cattle Research Council webinar coming up tomorrow night. And up first in today's country comment, we'll hear from the president of the Western Canadian Wheat Growers Association. The latest farm news and market numbers all coming up over the next 60 minutes. The time now is 12 o'clock. Here's a look at our local news. Good afternoon. You're listening to the Manitoba Farm Journal. The Western Canadian wheat growers have launched an awareness campaign focused on the federal government's proposed 30% reduction in fertilizer emissions. Here's President Gunter Joachim.
1: We launched that campaign because uh, in in December, just, just before Christmas, the federal government had that big push on uh, environment uh, policies and uh, uh, we clean fuel standards all kinds of announcements and and in those announcements one of the things it was it was a really small line in there it was saying something that they are looking to uh reduce fertilizer use by 30% in Canada on Canadian farms uh to uh comply with the greenhouse gas reduction now we, we did a little further digging and Fertilizer Canada did some digging because we thought at first, okay, that, uh, you know, Canadian farmers can do that if we follow the 4R nutrient management, uh, principles and, and other things if we, and, uh, and so on. And so we, we thought that that'll work. But, uh, after a little bit of digging, we quickly realized they're actually kind of looking for maybe an actual tonnage reduction. And so we're, you know, we were just worried that nobody else was talking about this. And so we figured it was time to make the Canadian farmers aware of it, make uh, the Canadian public aware of this. It, uh, it is not based on science what they're doing and it, it's not law yet. But the government is looking at this. So if we make people aware of this problem, maybe the government will change their mind and do this reduction in a scientific way using science-based principles rather than just saying, no, we got to use 30% less actual fertilizer.
0: Yeah, I guess if that was the case, what uh, impact would that have on... On the bottom line.
1: Well, if you could use only, uh, let's say, uh, 66% of, of your regular fertilizer use, uh, it would be pretty detrimental. If, if you can, you know, if you put a hundred pounds of N on your wheat, for example, just as an example, and all of a sudden you can only put 66 pounds on because you need to reduce your fertilizer use, that, that would be huge. Be a huge dent in the yields you could get off. And less yield equals less product. Less product equals less profit. Less profit, uh, doesn't work. Not sustainable.
0: You mentioned you were, uh, just out checking crops. Um, how are things looking in, in your area there?
1: Well, it's, uh, it's very dry. Things are still hanging on. We did get, uh, Anywhere from 5 to 20 millimeters about a week ago. And so that, that helped some, some later crops. But, uh, we are maybe about 10 days away from our wheat harvest. Our oats, is, oats are drying down really fast. They don't look very good at all. Uh, canola is thin. Uh, lots of aborted pods. Lots of heat blasting going on. Really hard to put a, A number on it as far as yield goes, but uh, it does not look very good at all,
0: no. That was Gunter Joachim, president of the Western Canadian Wheat Growers Association. A look at what's happening in the markets this afternoon is coming up. Good afternoon, I'm Corey Canute. The province's weekly crop report notes drought concerns persist with downgraded yield outlook for most crops this week. Farmers must contact MESC prior to putting crops to alternate use. Multiple rural municipalities have declared agricultural states of disaster over the past month. Added over the past week were Alonza, Fisher, Graimedale, Lakeshore, McCreary, Mossy River, North Cypress, Langford, Rockwood, Rosedale, St. Rose and West Interlake. The Western Canadian wheat growers have launched an awareness campaign focused on the federal government's proposed 30% reduction in fertilizer emissions. Here's President Gunter Joachim.
1: We did a little further digging, and Fertilizer Canada did some digging, because we thought at first, okay, that uh, you know Canadian farmers can do that if we follow the four R nutrient management uh, principles and and other things, if we, and uh, and so on. And so we we thought that that'll work. But uh, after a little bit of digging, we quickly realized they're actually kind of looking for maybe an actual. Percentage
0: reduction. Calculations by Fertilizer Canada show that using modeling software, a 30% absolute emission reduction for a farmer with a thousand acres of canola and a thousand acres of wheat would have their profit reduced by up to forty thousand dollars annually. And yesterday, Protein Industries Canada announced a partnership to help build on the use of pea and hemp in plant-based food and ingredients. NRG in Canada, Farmers Business Network Canada, Pulse Genetics, and Manitoba Harvest are coming together to develop new pea and hemp varieties for use in food and ingredient processing, including a new pea-hemp flour blend. Bill Gruel is CEO of Protein Industries Canada. Focused
2: on developing new pea and hemp varieties for products such as flower blends, this consortia will address everything from consumers' nutritional needs, to functionality for food manufacturers. Specifically, the work will increase protein content, improve starch content, and improve texture while developing new hemp and
0: pea-based protein ingredients. The total project investment is $5.1 million. That was a look at today's Farm News. I'm Corey Canute. Good afternoon and welcome to the Prairie Eggwire for Wednesday, July 28th. I'm Corey Canute. Coming up today, Glenda Allen Bossler will have details on a Beef Cattle Research Council webinar coming up tomorrow. The Beef Cattle Research Council is holding a free webinar for producers dealing with drought stress. The webinar gives producers an opportunity to ask the experts questions to help with their own individual challenges. Glenda and Vossler had a chance to talk about the event with the BCRC's Research and Innovation Coordinator, Stacy Dumolowski.
3: Stacy, livestock producers are dealing with a very challenging time as we move through a drought that is fairly widespread.
4: You know, it, it isn't a local drought; we're we're used to seeing those. But I think what's unique about this one is it is so widespread. We're seeing feed shortages across. Most of most of Canada, to be honest, and then into that northern United States, and so it is difficult for producers to be finding feed um, in this in the conditions we're seeing.
3: And a lot of the feed that they're going to be utilizing is feed that they normally wouldn't be using, such as some salvaged crops.
4: Yeah, absolutely. So we're seeing producers kind of getting creative with what they're going to be feeding cattle going into late summer and into the fall and even into the winter, recognizing that a lot of the things they would normally use just aren't available to them. And so producers are working with their farming neighbors to either graze or bale up um, you know, green feed or other feed crops that aren't yielding well for farmers, and we're starting to see them turn to different um, alternatives to try to get those cattle through the fall and the winter.
3: That being said, the Beef Cattle Research Council has lined up a, a number of experts to talk with producers about how to move through this drought stress and and utilize some of these non-traditional feeds and you have a webinar coming up this week
4: absolutely yeah the webinar will be july 29th and we have lined up a panelist of veterinarians nutritionists and forage experts for producers to come and ask those questions so this is not like our typical webinars we're not having these people actually present On the topic, we're just opening it up to Q&A. So producers can either write in those questions ahead of time and we can make sure to ask them on air. And that's probably the best way to get them answered. Or during the webinar, as things pop up, they're also at the option to ask questions there. So this is meant to be really interactive. It's meant to just kind of answer those questions as producers start thinking about those alternative feeds of what, what they need to look out for when feeding those things. Because I think it's very unique, the situation that we're in. And, you know, some of these things we tend to forget about, you know, looking for nitrates and sulfates and just different things to be aware of as you start to feed those different feed sources that you may not be used to.
3: So walk us through the speakers that will be answering producers' questions, if you will
4: we have Dr. Cheryl Waldner. Um, She is the Beef Cattle Research Council's Senior Research Chair in Beef Cattle Health in large animal clinical sciences. So she is a veterinarian and professor at the Western College of Veterinarian Medicine and has years of experience working in the field in um, animal health. And so she's going to be covering that area We have Dr. Bart Lardner, who is a PhD research scientist who for years ran the Tremende or Western Beef Development Centre, which is now part of the University of Saskatchewan. And his expertise really lies in that pasture and water management area and cow-calf systems and so summer and winter grazing systems. We have Dr. Andrew Acton. He is a veterinarian with Deep South Animal Clinic and he... You know, grew up in in southwestern Saskatchewan, their practice is there. And so he's very used to dealing with drought and the animal health concerns in this area. And then we have Dr. John McKinnon. He is a professor emeritus in the Department of Animal and Poultry Science at the University of Saskatchewan. He is a nutritionist uh, by trade and also does some nutrition consulting and then um, teaching at the university as well.
3: You've got just a great lineup of speakers, and as you said, this webinar is really about producers getting all of their questions answered, and you've encouraged producers that they can go, of course, to the Beef Cattle Research Council website to sign up for the webinar. If they do have questions that they'd like to send in ahead of time, how can they do so?
4: So the easiest way is actually when they register for the webinar, they can actually just type in, there's a box to type in their questions there. They can email them directly to us as well at info at beefresearch.ca, but it's probably just easiest to do it when you're registering for the webinar. And then if producers aren't able to make the actual day of the webinar, if you register and type your questions in, they will get answered online and then they they will receive a recording of it afterwards where they can watch it.
3: Overall, final thoughts, key comments that you would like to leave with
4: producers today? Yeah, so I would just encourage producers who are dealing with um, drought stress across across Canada to take a few moments to register online. Like I said, if you can't make it on the 29th, we will have the recording available afterwards. If you're not already subscribed to the blog um, at Beef research.ca there's an option to subscribe to our blog as we get new resources we're putting them out there we're highlighting existing resources there so I recognize that this is unique and challenging times but we do have information available for producers that are looking to figure out what they're going to do for fall feed and for even late summer feed there is information available there and don't hesitate to reach out with any of those questions that they might have you go to the website beefresearch.ca the link to register for the webinar is right on the home page but if for some reason you're not seeing it there you can also link to it through um, there's a resources tab along the top and a drop down menu that says webinars
3: once again the beef cattle research council's free webinar for beef producers Experiencing drought stress? Ask the experts. Runs Thursday, July 29th at 7 p.m. Mountain Time. For Golden West, I'm Glenda Lee Allen Vosler.
0: Thanks, Glenda Lee. That's it for the Prairie Eggwire for today. If you have any questions or opinions to share, send them to us by email, thefarmdesk at goldenwest.ca. On behalf of Glenda Lee Allen Vossler, I'm Corey Canute. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. Prairie Eggwire will return tomorrow on the Golden West Farm Network. Time now for a look at the farm calendar. The Canadian Hereford Association annual general meeting and Bonanza 2021 takes place this week at the Brandon's Keystone Centre, pending public health restrictions. For up to date information on the event, visit the Bonanza 2021 website. The annual general meeting for Farm Credit Canada takes place August 18th at 1 p.m. This will be held in a virtual setting. Visit the FCC website for details on how to join. And Manitoba Agriculture is offering an online environmental farm plan workshop August 25th. Go to the Manitoba Agriculture website to register. The deadline to enter is August 11th. Continuing with the Manitoba Farm Journal here on this Wednesday afternoon. Yesterday, Protein Industries Canada announced a partnership to help build on the use of pea and hemp in plant-based food and ingredients. Bill gruel is CEO of Protein Industries Canada.
2: This is a really exciting project for our ecosystem. NRG in Canada, Farmers Business Network Canada, Pulse Genetics and Manitoba Harvest are helping show the world that Canada's diverse crops can become a diverse selection of high-quality plant-based ingredients. Together, we're investing $5.1 million into this project, an investment that will go towards new crop varieties for farmers, new ingredients for food manufacturers, new plant-based foods for consumers, and new global markets for Canada's plant-based foods and ingredients. Focused on developing new pea and hemp varieties for products such as flour blends, this consortia will address everything from consumers nutritional needs, to functionality for food manufacturers. Specifically, the work will increase protein content, improve starch content, and improve texture while developing new hemp and pea-based protein ingredients. As our sector aims to increase our contribution to the global plant-based food markets, including opening new markets for our products, meeting these needs becomes increasingly important. We know, thanks to the report that we commissioned from Ernst & Young, that the global plant-based food sector has the potential to exceed $250 billion by 2035. And we believe Canada has the potential to supply up to 10% of that market. The potential is achievable, thanks in part to projects like this. Projects that develop new, innovative ingredients that help to diversify our sector and the products consumers see on our grocery store shelves. The ability of NRG, Farmers Business Network, Pulse Genetics, and Manitoba Harvest to develop these new ingredients while also making new crop varieties available to farmers across the country is a significant step forward for our whole sector, and I look forward to seeing their work progress, and I'd like to thank them for it. I'd also like to thank Protein Industries Canada staff who helped move this project forward. With a consortia of companies to develop and execute these large-scale science and innovation projects, it is truly a team effort. So I want to thank the entire team at Protein Industries Canada for their contribution to getting this project to where it is today.
0: That was Bill Gruhl, CEO of Protein Industries Canada talking about their latest project. Another look at what's happening in the markets heading into the close is coming up in just a moment. Time now for another look at today's farm news. Yesterday, Protein Industries Canada announced a partnership to help build on the use of pea and hemp in plant-based food and ingredients. Bill gruel is CEO of Protein Industries Canada. This
2: is a really exciting project for our ecosystem. NRG in Canada, Farmers Business Network Canada, Pulse Genetics and Manitoba Harvest are helping show the world that Canada's diverse crops can become a diverse selection of high-quality plant-based ingredients. Together, we're investing $5.1 million into this project, an investment that will go towards new crop varieties for farmers, new ingredients for food manufacturers, new plant-based foods for consumers, and new global markets for Canada's plant-based foods and ingredients.
0: The partners will focus on increasing the protein content and improving the starch content and texture of ingredients, derived from the new varieties, potentially increasing their use in plant-based foods and beverages across Canada and internationally. And the Western Canadian wheat growers have launched an awareness campaign focused on the federal government's proposed 30% reduction in fertilizer emissions. President Gunter Joachim says after doing some digging, it appears the government is possibly looking for tonnage reduction.
1: That would be huge. be a huge dent in the yields you could get off. And less yield... Equals less product, less product, equals less profit. Less profit uh, doesn't work. Not sustainable.
0: Calculations by Fertilizer Canada show that using modeling software, a 30% absolute emission reduction for a farmer with 1,000 acres of canola and 1,000 acres of wheat would have their profit reduced by up to $40,000 annually. I'll be back after this to wrap up today's program. We've come to the end of another Manitoba Farm Journal. I'm your host, Corey Canute. If you have any questions or comments, you can reach us by email, the desk at goldenwest.ca. Today's closing numbers with more in-depth commentary on what's happening in the markets is coming up at 10 to 2 on the Markets Farm Program. Coming up on tomorrow's show, we'll have details from CAPS Summer Advisory Council meeting. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. Hope you can join us back here tomorrow starting at 12 noon.